Wine Food Talk, NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us once again here at Napa Broadcasting as we continue our conversation with filmmakers that are bringing unique films here to the Napa Valley Film Festival and have a little local connection. We're going to be talking about that today with my guest, Will Agee. His first feature-length documentary, The Land of High Mountains, is screening here at the festival. It is a very special and inspiring film set against the backdrop of Haiti. Will Agee is the producer and director of the film, and it is my pleasure to welcome him here to Napa Broadcasting. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Tell us a little bit about, first of all, just what this inspiring story is about, the backdrop for this in Haiti. Certainly. Uh, well, you know, I, I set out to, to make this film about the only pediatric hospital in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Uh, it's a country of 11 million people and 3 million children and uh, one pediatric hospital. So, uh, you know, I, I had the pleasure of, of going there in early 2017 and witnessing the incredible events that, that occur at the hospital and the amazing work of the individuals who, who help these children on a day-in and day-out basis. And yeah, I found it profoundly moving and inspiring. So I, uh, I wanted to tell a, a story and show a different side of a pretty misunderstood and misrepresented country. Uh, and I thought that the hospital was uh, a perfect microcosm of, of, of and to do that, a microcosm of life. You know, you have birth and you have death, you have joy and suffering. And this kind of paradox uh, and really duality is, is you can extend to Haiti in general. It's really a place of, of, of extremes. And uh, I, I wanted to, to show that side of Haiti, but, you know, really focus on, on some of the beauty and the hope that, uh, that can often be mis, uh, left out of, of some of these articles you'll read in the New York Times or, or elsewhere. It, you know, we do a great job in the West here of focusing on where Haiti needs to improve. But I, I think that there was... Uh, there's a lot of lot a lot in Haiti to be celebrated and to be supported, and, and I, I wanted to show that side primarily through through the land of high mountains. And how did the story of Saint Damien's Pediatric Hospital first come to you? How did you first learn about it, and, and how did you decide that this was something you wanted to do this feature documentary on? Well, you know, believe it or not, Jeff actually comes through a local connection in the Napa Valley. I, uh, I I was you know raised in Saint Helena, California. I grew up there. And um, I, I had a my pastor at St. Helena Catholic Church. Uh, he's retired now, but he's well known throughout the valley for his tireless work on migrant farm worker housing and affordable housing. Uh, his, his name is Father John Brinkle. He uh, saw my work on my first um, short film that was in Napa Valley Film Festival 2016. And uh, following that, it dealt with migrant farm worker housing. Uh, he's after seeing the documentary, he told me, you know, Hey, Will, uh, I need you to read this book. I think it might be of great interest to you. Uh, this, uh, the book that he gave me was, uh, the memoirs of, uh, father Rick Frechette, who is, uh, the priest who helped found, uh, St. Damien hospital in 1987. And, uh, when I read this book, it, it, it was a, a real page turner and, and impossible to put down and, and, uh, in, incredibly moving. So I, I decided at that time, hey, you know, at the very least, I, I have to go to this place. I have to, to see the work that's being done firsthand and really get a feel for it. So I uh, followed up with, with Father John, who had given me the book, and I said, how do I get in touch? Uh, and, who, and, you know, how can I help? And he put me in touch with people. And two weeks later, I was uh, landing in Port-au-Prince. So that, that's, that's how we started the story. And and for me, I, I think like many people who, who have gone, who have had the privilege of going to the hospital, I mean, you've had celebrities all the way at the Beyonce level um, and all the way down to someone as small as myself. But I think that everybody who sees the work that's going on uh, is hard-pressed not to, not to want to do whatever is within their power to, to contribute. 
And for me, that is uh, helping to tell a story that is representative of the, uh, the beauty that's going on uh, within those walls. And talk about your first impressions of, of Port-au-Prince and, more importantly, your first impressions of the hospital when you got there. Wow, that's a great question. Uh, you know, my first impressions of Port-au-Prince, uh, I, I remember the heat landing at the airport, uh, and I remember the smells. You know, Haiti has a very unique smell, and anyone who's been there knows it's it's uh, it's intoxicating. It's, uh, it's uh, very hard to describe. We call it sweet. You know, there's a sweet smell in Haiti. Um, uh, it, it's kind of also mixed with a little diesel fuel uh, and maybe some burning charcoal. But it's uh, – so I remember that, and that the, the sensory uh, impression of Port-au-Prince, that was very uh, – locked in my consciousness. And then when I got to the hospital, uh, I, the impressions I found were just with the smiles of the faces. That was the, something that was surprising to me. I think uh, if you read the news, uh, you'll often you know, <laughs> be thinking that Haiti is, is a place of despair and of, of, of only suffering, but there's so much joy and, and, and kindness um, and, and really self-sacrificial behavior. And, and I, I found that to me to be so refreshing I, know, I think there's a lot of mutual learning that can be done uh, in that. I think that really came across to me. You know, often people, I think, go to, to developing countries thinking that you know, they're going to impart their wisdom. But what I really I took away from my, my journey and my visit really from the first few minutes uh, was how much I could learn uh, so much about how, you know, how these individuals approach life. Um, and, and the toughest of circumstances. So that was something that really resonated with me when I first got there and was a key message that I wanted to impart through the film. Another part of this story is how much of the work that's being done is grassroots and being done by individuals that are unsung heroes, really, and that are not kind of top-down leaders. Talk about that. Mm. That's very true. I think that... Uh, being in Haiti, something I also learned quite strongly was that you can go in with, with one uh, thought and with one, one directive and very quickly learn uh, that things are going to change. You're going to have to adapt. Uh, like when I discussed the paradox that is Haiti, I think that you often see with these unsung heroes in the film, uh, a great balancing act between practicality and idealism. Uh, you know, so frequently NGOs will, will, will think that, oh, this is the this is the way, this is what we want to do. We'll go in here, and this is how we'll do it. And and I think that what all the characters in the film demonstrate is a great ability to um, to operate <laughs> within the, the the confines of a of a limited resources, um, but able to do great good all at the same time. So. You know, I also wanted to demonstrate in the film that Haiti really uh, is not just NGOs going in there and doing lots of good. It's incredible Haitian work that is the, what shines through to me. It's a partnership. It's walking together. These are all themes that I think are, are really important and, and not top down, not uh, you know a board uh, far away dictating the terms on the ground, but people who are Haitian and who are also foreign on the ground to work together to find these solutions that are so very necessary and. Uh, I think that was something that really um, stood out to me, and I, I have to imagine is, is something that uh, is not unique to Haiti, but but I, I found it to be um, particularly uh, in stark relief there in Haiti. I, 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 I'd never seen anything quite like it, and to me, I think that was uh, was 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 pretty inspiring. What were the challenges that that the hospital faces, that the people face, that you were really trying to capture? with the land of high mountains? Oh, man. <laughs> okay. That's, this could be a long answer, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> there are a myriad, myriad challenges in Haiti, as I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners will, will know. 
you know, you have ecological challenges, you have governmental challenges, corruption, you have uh, natural disasters, as we all know from, from 2010 and the earthquake. Um, it's, it's a country of high mountains. The reason that we chose the name uh, is that the, the Taino Indians who lived there before Columbus landed uh, called the place uh, IET, which is where they get the name Haiti from, which meant the land of high mountains. Um, I think I found it to be a perfect allegory uh, to, to the country in general, also because the individual high mountains that people face on a day in a day out basis. So the characters of the film, you know, from priests to doctors to uh, orphans to patients, uh, they're all experiencing uh, their own mountain that they have to climb, if you will. And uh, Haiti has particularly difficult challenges in high mountains. Um, but I think the other thing that I wanted to get across was that these people are more than capable of climbing these mountains. And these are unsung heroes, as you, as you so aptly said, uh, that this, this is something that to me, uh, no matter what challenge gets put in front of him. And as I said, the, it's daily, it's constant and it, it, it's variable. Uh, those challenges that, that, that get presented, they, they always find a way to, to circumnavigate them or, or surmount them. And I think that, uh, that is something that is pretty inspiring to us when we look at our mountains and our own individual lives here in the United States and Napa Valley. Uh, you know, I think that it, it, it gives us a, a little more boost in realizing that maybe our problems just aren't, aren't, aren't as you know, mountainous as we actually originally thought. And I think that that is something that, uh, that to me is another key message of the film is that to, to always keep things in perspective and, and to whenever we have our challenges and we will, that is the you know as that is guaranteed in life is to take uh, inspiration from people who are encountering obstacles and challenges that are that are far far more challenging than our own. Um, so that that's that was something I wanted to highlight in the film. But believe me, Jeff, there 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 are endless challenges. Um, we, we could spend all night talking about them. But uh, but I will say that the, the key that I see is is there's a great deal of hope and there's a great. Uh, I have a great belief in, in, in the Haiti and Haitian people's ability to climb those mountains. Having made this film, having put this on the screen, and people will have the opportunity to see it at the festival, talk about your own feelings about it and how this has stayed with you and how you think that, that the making of this film changed you and how it will continue to be a part of you. <laughs> wow. You know, I... Uh... During the the production of this film, I uh, I, I went to Haiti uh, in January 2017 for my first trip. We went for principal photography in uh, April of 2017 for a month uh, month plus, and then we went back a year later for uh, 10 days to to do some final shoots and to catch up with some stories. In the course of the, the principal photography and the reshoots of the year later, my my father passed away, and uh, that to me was. I was so blessed to have this film in my life and in, in a way because I think that for me it gave me a great deal of um, direction and focus in something that I know I wanted to finish um, primarily for, for the people of Haiti and, and, and the hospital in St. Damien, but, but also personally for myself and, and, and for my father. Uh, you know, I, I think that so in the course of being able to, to make the film and uh, and I think that you'll see it when when you when you can see the film there there are a lot of spiritual lessons there there are a lot of a lot of ways of dealing with adversity in life i think that really really was a, a boost for me so how it changed me was uh completely it, it gave me a life raft in a really challenging time 
um, personally. And, and I think that as we are seeing now in, in, in the newspapers, and Haiti is really, really encountering a, another incredibly perilous moment in its history. And I think that hopefully my goal and how I see the film is hopefully that, that this will open some eyes and provide some more uh, information and understanding for people here that may be able to contribute and help um, Haiti go through its perilous time yet again. So how I've seen myself change is, is in so many ways. And uh, I just am so grateful to have had the privilege to make this film and that entered my life at a time where, you know, I really needed it. And uh, I hope that it could do the same for others when they see it. And how do you follow this up? What's next for you, Will? Oh, well, you know, I'm early in pre-production on my uh, my next project. It's uh, There's not a ton of details at this point, but what I can tell you is uh, it's going to deal with the affordability crisis that's gripping the nation and and uh, really challenging so many so many lives. And uh, it's it's widespread. It's it's it touches everybody, and uh, I think it's something that is really in my own backyard, um, uh, a challenge that we need to to rise to meet, and we need to do it uh, with with great education, with with, with great facts, and with great uh, understanding and, and respect for each other as human beings. And I think that that's a topic that's well worth tackling. Um, it's large, uh, but but every bit as large as the land of high mountains. Um, but I think that it's uh, it's something that is very worthwhile and, and it touches all the lives, everyone's lives, as I, as I said. So it deals with the affordability crisis and it's pre-production at this point. But, uh, you know, I'd like to be doing the beginning principal photography in early 2020. So it's it's on it's on the horizon. Will Agee, his film The Land of High Mountains, will be showing here at the Napa Valley Film Festival. Will, I thank you so much for spending time with us. No, it was my pleasure, Jeff. Great talking to you, and uh, thank you for your wonderful questions and, and for listening. Thank you. You are listening to NapperBroadcasting.com.